Welcome to another exciting episode of Rappers in My Backyard, the podcast that stays lit. And we rap about relationships, music, and entertainment. And today's relationship we're going to be dealing with is our relationship with Funny, with our special guest, Erin Colbert. Well, you know, I always have a great quote to kick us off, and today is no exception. So here's the quote. Life is a tragedy for those who feel and a comedy to those who think. And that comes from the French playwright Mohir. I think that sets us up really nice for our conversation today. So are you guys ready to talk, express, relate, connect? Well, let's take it to the backyard. To my left is my girl, Marcia C. What's up, Marcia? What's up, Lisa? What's up? Our, to our special guest, Aaron, uh, and what's up to my rappers in the backyard family? Hey, yeah, let's we get love lit. It. Let's get lit. And let me introduce our special guest today. We are so excited to bring the funny to the backyard. The amazing comedian, Aaron Colbert, is in the backyard. Yeah. What's up, family? What's up? Happy to be in the backyard. All right. Uh, I'm looking at it right now as a comedian in the backyard. So. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, and I'm glad right. you brought me on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to have you mm -hmm. because what we met in December mm -hmm. at a rooftop party. Yes, that is true. And uh, the party was Lit. on fire. Yeah. Shout out to Corey. He gave that party. And we had said when we were on the roof, we were like, we are going to support each other. Mm -hmm. And so I've been checking out your comedy shows, yeah. checked you out at the comedy store. Yeah. You was lit there. And now you're on the show. So we're like family. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I greatly appreciate you coming out, you friends and family. And, um, you know, most of the time we tell people about a the show, they're like, uh, are you funny? Uh, should I show up? <laughs> Y'all came in. I was like, wow, surprise. Like, yeah. yo, you did your thing. I'm like, I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm love. from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's a little different. Yeah. I'm a back east girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, we say and do what we say and we going to do. Yeah. And so it's just a little different where it's like, I just think like in Los Angeles, there's so many different activities going on that mm -hmm. they may <clears throat> want to come to a show or support, but get caught up in sledding or going boating or camping right. or whatever thousands of things they got going on out here. Right, right, right. So what you been up to? Um, Staying consistent, trying to do as many shows as I can, uh, working on being being more creative, working mm -hmm. on uh, getting funnier, um, networking, uh, meeting uh, outstanding people such as yourself. Oh, cool! Thank and, you uh, for that. Yeah, that's that, that's the goal, really, to 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 tap into these movies and these films and these commercials and trying to become a better me. Right. Know? I'm right, always right. learning every day. Every day is a learning process. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well. The first thing that I want to know okay. that we want to know is... Uh-oh, here we go. Why did you get into comedy? Um, to be honest with you, um, I didn't choose comedy. Comedy chose me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, like a good date. Tell me <laughs> how comedy <laughs> chose you. Well, it, it all started uh, uh, growing up um, as a youngster, and I would go into the barber shop, and the guy, uh, the barber actually would cut my hair, not the guy, the, the barber. 
and he was always talking to me about comedy. Okay. And I was like, why is he always talking to me about comedy? So it was like destined for me to do comedy. And then as time went on, I think my 23rd or 24th birthday, mm -hmm. um, a buddy of mine took me to go see Mike Epps. Oh, I love Mike Epps. Yeah. I love him. And I came out of the theater and I was just being a comedian. And people was like, yo, you're funny, you're funny. And then as uh -huh. time went on, I ended up moving to Atlanta, going to college and started doing stand-up. Because oh, okay. Atlanta is a comedy town. Okay, okay. So it was like right there in front of my face. So I'm sitting up here trying to figure out how do I do this? How do I write this? How do I structure this? Mm -hmm. how, do I be how do I become a comedian? Right. And it just happened. It just, wow. you know, comedy chose me. I didn't choose comedy. Right, right, and right. And here we are today. All right. Well, I'm just saying as a woman, I mean, wouldn't you like to be chose? I want to uh, yeah. be chosen. <laughs> I don't want to have to choose, you know. So okay. it's just interesting that you put it that way because it's like it's destiny. Yeah. When you look at it from that mm -hmm. perspective, that part. you know. So that was your inspiration behind choosing comedy. Yeah. Is being chosen yeah. and knowing that you would be able to contribute to it in a way that would inspire you to continue to grow. That's absolutely right. That and sounds like a plan. It was it was that when I was at uh, Clark Atlanta University okay. studying mass communications, I got a chance to intern with one of my uh, favorite comedians and one of my, my uh, comedic idols, Jamie Foxx. Ooh, I love Jamie Foxx too. Yeah, he's like so multi-talented. And then I seen his dude, I was like, oh, Jamie, 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 Jamie. He's like, oh, man, come on, man. You know, you know. Oh, get up hey, off. right, right, right. I was like, I just want to get a picture. I just want to get a picture. And he was right. like, all right, cool, come on. So he gave me a picture. And I had the comedians of all these legends on my shirt. Okay. And that's what made him be like, yeah, all right, come on. You know, I see you. You're going to be the future. And, wow. You know, so, wow, that's good stuff. Yeah. That is really, He didn't really say it, but stuff. I could look into his eyes and tell that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But some things, the best things are left unsaid. Right. And you do get a vibe from people. Right. You know. Especially for somebody that talented. Who yes. can sing, who can act. Yes. Um, he's a triple threat. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very, 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 very yeah. talented. I mean, yeah. I mean, you saw that in his recent movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why it's escaping me. But it was a story about a man who was falsely accused of a mm -hmm. crime. Oh, okay. That's oh, something. Yeah. Mercy yes. or something like yes. that. Yeah. Yes. 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 He won the NAACP award. award for that. I mean, that that movie. I mean, Jamie did his thing. He did his you, thing. You know what did it for me was Ray. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ray. Yeah. Ray, Ray was, was good. The, yeah, the, Ray was good. The film I mean, I liked the most. let's talk about let's talk about that. Let's talk about if you had to work with a comedian, who would it be and why? I well, it'd be it'd be multiple comedians. It wouldn't just be one. one. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, okay. Of course Jamie Foxx because of uh his his acting skills and his talents. Mm -hmm. Um but first and foremost, I would love to work with Dave Chappelle. Okay. Oh yeah. Dave okay. Chappelle is really okay. good. Okay. I like very, him a lot. He's okay. very patient in delivering his material to the okay. audience. Yes. It would have to be Dave Chappelle. Um, okay. I like Bill Burr a lot. Bill Burr? Yes. I don't know Bill Burr. Bill Maybe it's just escaping me. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a very funny comedian as well. I like Dane Cook. Okay. 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 Um, it's, it's so many that I would love to work with. Just, you know, but I, I know most definitely one of them would be uh, Dave Chappelle because I, I, I look at Dave Chappelle a lot. A lot. Okay. And yeah. just his, his, his timing and his delivery to where he would take you down a road and then all of a sudden 
he'd take you down another road. You're like, whoa, how do we get here? And it's just, it's just <laughs> he sets you up so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And then he just hits you in the face. You're like, wow, where did this come from? You know, and I learned a lot from watching him. Yeah. I learned a lot. You know what? I want to shoot you out another question because you mentioned Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. Do you think comedy has its place in politics? That's a good one. Ooh, because that is a really good one because comedy is really politically incorrect. If you kind of understand what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's because not you, meant to be right, you're, you're, a gathering type of tool. Exactly. It's just funny. Exactly. You know? So it's almost like you give me your point of view from a comedic perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's very touchy <laughs> because we live in a time now in, in where society is so like, did he just say that? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hold yeah. on, it's, it's just Everything's jokes. Everything's a problem. It's Everything's just jokes. Yeah, problem. it's just jokes. And I think social media has done that. Okay. In a sense, everybody's really sensitive now about certain topics. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and we're just doing this to make you laugh and put a smile on your face because laughing is good for the mm -hmm. soul. Yeah, definitely okay. is. So it brings me to the next question. Mm -hmm. What is your act about? Because I seen you at the comedy store. Mm -hmm. We seen you at the comedy store and mm -hmm. stuff. And I know you were trying out some new material mm -hmm. and stuff. But do you have a specific act that you do? I'm I'm unpredictable. <laughs> you I'm, unpredi I'm, 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 unpredict <laughs> I'm unpredictable. I have an act that I do, but it's, it's it depends. Like the night of, okay, I may say I want to do this, or I may want to do that, or I may want to do this, or I may want to try out this. Right. So right. I'm always consistently doing new things, and I'm also always consistently uh, uh, doing uh, new material. Okay. Because okay. I don't I, I don't want to stay stagnant. Okay? okay. So once I got this bit, then I want to work on the next bit. Right. So I'm still growing as a comedian. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I like politics a lot, but it's very touchy. Yeah. Yes. And right I, I think, now, it's a no. Right, right, right. Bueno. And, and like I think the can't. last time you saw me at the comedy store, I did some jokes about dating and, and interracial dating. Yeah. And I touched on yeah. that, which was very funny. I was dating a tall <laughs> white girl it. that was six foot 10, 250 pounds. Yeah. You know, just so I could feel safe when I walked down the street at night. You know, and they was like, oh, wow, that, I like that. You know, yeah. I mean, you're short. Yeah. I get it. I, I gave them a visualization of something that they can convey. Right. And right. understand. Well, the one thing I just got to say this about when I went to go see you, there was a lady. I don't know if you remember her. She was kind of hosting the show. Mm hmm. And she had on a black dress. She mm. had so much cat hair yes. on her yes. dress. Yes. I swear, I just could not get to the next comedy joke, nothing. I was sitting there saying, how many cats does this lady have laying on her lap on a daily basis? You know, and I mean, she was good, but sometimes she mm. just can't see past the obvious a lot of times. What what is your feel? I mean, I know you've seen all that daggone cat hair on her de on her dress. I just looked at it as her being an animal lover, and uh, I left it at that. Really? <laughs> She's <laughs> talking about fur balls in your throat. I mean, I was looking at that like, OMG, this is crazy. But what I want to know, too, is, and I want you to chime in on this, too, Marcia C., is what is our relationship with comedy right now? I think everybody's relationship with comedy is different. Mm. Okay. Because it affects each person differently. Right. And it's probably one of the hardest genres of entertainment because you're judged from joke to joke. Okay. So it's not like you're judged off your last show. It's the joke you're telling now and the yeah, one exactly. after. Okay. So you could do a joke and then be like, oh my God, that was great. And then the next one is like, okay. 
That was decent. Oh, okay. So you're constantly <laughs> right. shuffling to you're try to maintain that. You're constantly that. shuffling, and you're also, as a comedian, trying to find your audience. Okay. And that okay. was something I was about to bring up, because as a performer, you feed off of who's in the house. Exactly. Yeah. You feed off of that. Exactly. So as a comedian, who do you really feed off of? What audiences, what groups of audiences really give it to you? Right. Do you have a it? preference when you, you go to what? the shows? Is it Detroit that gives it to you? Is it Atlanta that gives it to you? Who gives it to you? Is it Bougie LA that gives it to you? <laughs> I mean, geez, it's hard getting a laugh in this town. I mean, I'm serious. Oh, man. LA is yes. a, a tough town. LA is a tough town yes. because you have everything here. Um, but it makes you strong. Okay. It makes you really strong. It prepares you for movies, uh, commercials, TV our specials and not to mention um i like atlanta a lot because that's where i started at okay and they're very tough mm. wow. wow wow you know it's you know they if you don't come with it they're gonna boo you they will wow. boo you off the stage i remember when i first started i got booed off the stage in atlanta georgia uptown comedy corner by mm -hmm. the prettiest female I've ever seen in my life wow. oh so she was sitting there <laughs> snake <-tongue>. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And then and she was like, "You're not funny." <laughs> oh, she was, oh, oh, like you too fine to be booing me. Uh, call me later when I get better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's your number? I love that. I love that. What strip club Man. you work at? Not nah, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There. But when did you know you were funny? Like, is there a, a a time as you were walking towards wanting to be a comedian that you said, "You know what, Aaron, you're funny." When do you know it's funny? Because a lot of people think that they can just get up there uh -huh. and do a five-minute monologue, and mm. it's really tough to do that. Because, again, learning from you is joke by joke. Right. So what was the light that came on that you said, you know what, I'm funny and I can do this? Or has the light not come on yet? I think it was like uh, maybe six to six months to a year into doing stand-up which was okay like probably 13 Two years years. ago right <laughs> and i was in atlanta georgia at this place called twisted taco okay, and, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that name yeah that's the name of the spot it was called twisted taco and they would do comedy in there and i, I remember i used to go to work uh-huh go to school and i would write jokes on this little notepad while i was at work i'm like oh this would be good oh this would be good oh this would be good I'll wake up in the middle of the night, write jokes. Oh, this would be good. Oh, this would be good. Oh, this would be good. And then I went to the Twisted Taco and I got my first rip. Oh, okay. What is a rip for those a, out there? A that rip don't... is when people are like, oh, and they clapping. Everybody clapping. Oh, okay. They whistling. Okay. And I did maybe like five minutes. And when I saw that and in the, in the, the, the adrenaline that mm -hmm. you get, the, 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 the power to know, like, yeah, I did that. I came with it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew. That's when you knew. That's when I funny. knew. That's when I knew. That and then another time was when I went to Uptown Comedy Corner, which is probably one of the toughest comedy clubs in the country in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. They have a Tuesday night and a Sunday night. And if you don't come with it, they will boo you off the stage. Oh my goodness. Like yeah. Apollo then, Club. Yeah, right. So you have all these veteran comedians on the show, and then they have a list for the up and coming comedians. And they, they, you sign up on that list, and you don't know when you're going to go up. You don't know. Oh. So you sitting there, you be like, oh, okay. You thinking you're running off all your jokes oh. in your head, and you're trying to figure out, all right, come up to the stage right now. Put your hands together for Aaron Colbert. 
And I'm like, cool. So I go up there and I do my set. <laughs> and they was like, okay. Right. Yeah, I didn't get booed. Wow. <laughs> See, that's a good thing. That's I was like, all right, let's go. I'm ready. Like, yeah, I'm in here. Yeah. And I felt yeah. good. I yeah. felt good. I think uh, it was a comedian that was hosting. He was on Wildin' Out a few years ago. Right. Um, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, shorty, 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 shorty. What my name what is? My name, shorty, shorty. You yeah. remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, geez, this this is another thing. I want your opinion on when do you think comedy is out of context? Because I know that you guys are trying to mm-hmm. do jokes and stuff like that, but where is the line for you? Ooh, um, I was always taught that in comedy, no one is exempt. Okay. But so you can't be going zero on our taxes thing, on that one. Right. So, but the thing <laughs> is, in actuality, you are exempt. Okay. So you have to know, as a comedian, what what's too far. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. then again, it's almost like there's no such thing as too far in comedy. Right. Because uh, everybody's far and close is different. Right. And then it was, it was I think maybe like a week after Kobe Bryant had passed, this comedian, she goes on stage and yeah. she does a joke about Kobe Bryant being a rapist. Whoa. See that to me is that out of context. Well, yeah, I felt like that was, I felt like it was out of context. Yeah, it didn't sit well with me, you know. Definitely. It's like uh, it's too early. Um, and then again, it's really not funny because he was uh, acquitted. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And, exactly. and then we got to leave it right there. Yeah, we got to get ready to go to break. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue on with that question, and we are going to have on the grill Dion Cole, who wore his velvet blue bell bottom suit to the NAACP awards. And we're going to have more questions for comedian Erin Colbert. So make sure you guys stay with us. Rappers in my backyard, the podcast that stays litty, baby. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Love you guys. What's up, family? We are back at it again. And the questions that we were asked in Erin before we went to break were intriguing. And I want to pick up from the question that we left off on in terms of when is comedy out of context. So let's start from there and start grilling it again with Aaron Colbert. Uh Uh, So when is comedy out of context? We gotta finish that up because it's just been bad behavior since this Colby Bryant thing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't only that lady comedian that you were talking about. They had another male comedian, which I'm not going to mention the name because it's just useless to say. It's just inappropriate. So I just want to know from your perspective as a comedian, share with us when it is out of context for you. Um there was an instance where there was a, a comedian who was an actor on Seinfeld. Remember years ago, he used the N-word and he kept doing it. And doing right. It and it's like, okay, um, there's a racial barrier there. Um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> right. Uh, Jeez. Uh, maybe you shouldn't stay that. I mean, maybe you shouldn't say that. You know? Right. Maybe you, should, maybe, maybe you should stay in your lane. You know, each, each comedian, each person, each individual, each artist has their own lane. And I think once they find their own lane is right. when they can become who they truly are as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
um I think now that um, as I've gotten older, I'm starting to find my lane. And uh, a veteran comedian came to me when I was in Atlanta, Georgia. He said, this is a lifetime thing. Right, right. So if you don't understand that comedy is a lifetime thing, then you're going to lose. Like, I hear people say all the time, Kevin Hart's not funny. Mm. I'm like, really? Because he's funny to me. I'm like, look, at, I'm like look, at, look at the numbers. He broke Eddie Murphy's record um, right. um, for most sales in theaters. He's selling out arenas. Right. How is he not funny? I think this dude is genius. <laughs> I, I would I love too. to work with Kevin Hart. Yeah. So why are you hating? Right. That's not necessary. If that person is doing everything right to get to the bag, then I need to go meet with Kevin Hart and figure out, Kevin, how do I get, get to, the, to bag? the bag? Right. I want to learn from the best. Right. Right. If you're sitting at the top, then I need to go sit down with sit at the top with the person who's at the top. Yes, definitely, definitely. You know, and it, and it is 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 crazy because people just have a tendency to be hateful for no reason at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially now. This is just like a really hateful time for people. Hateful, like they are just nosy. feeling like they can just do whatever it is that they want to do. Right. So we could talk about taking this comedy out of context for a whole show yeah, because there is countless examples mm -hmm. of how that is mm -hmm. going down right now. Right. But something is burning with me. Where's the money in comedy, dude? Like, where is the money? The money in comedy is when you get funny. Okay. So they pay you as you get funny because I was reading that a lot of the up and coming com mm -hmm. comics, they get paid anywhere from like $25 to $50. Right. For a five minute set. And right. I'm just going like, gee, that's, I mean, that's hard. So what happens is, is you working your way up in the game. And okay. you're making these $10, $15, $20, whatever for gas money. And then you get funny. And then all of a sudden you have this national headliner who does who does these tours and arenas. And then you start going out with these headliners. Mm -hmm. So then you start making a little change on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. You start getting like maybe a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred. So you jump up from twenty five fifty to a thousand. Right, a thousand. That's a nice jump. Twelve hundred dollars. Right. Depending on what you negotiate, I'm just throwing out a number. Okay. You know, okay. Don't, don't quote me on that <laughs> because everybody. We're not quoting it. Right. Everybody's number is different. You know. <laughs> okay. You can you can demand more, and then you start meeting people in the business, such mm -hmm. as yourself, such as this young lady sitting next to you, and they say, "Okay, cool. We can we we know this person who knows this person. Let's get you in this commercial. Okay. Let's get you in this film." Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at now. They're trying to say, okay, okay, we see Aaron Colbert. Right. The white folks, excuse me, Aaron Colbert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that. Because it's French, and I always tell the ladies, Colbert. You know? Colbert. Mm -hmm. And um, they say, hey, we, we want to we wanna do a, a commercial series deal. Sure, what do I sign? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Because that could be anywhere from 350000 to a million dollars. Okay, that's the deal I want to get. Yeah, see, I that's, know that's, that's what the deal you're I want to get. To do. Right. Also, too, he's talking about residual income. Too. Exactly. Yeah. And when yeah. I get that residual income, I'm looking to invest in mm -hmm. property. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and get funds, your thing going on IRS, now. Right. Better myself. You know, invest in me. Invest me, in yeah. people who I can help. That's around me. You know. Right. So. Right. See, also, too, when you begin to build a body of work, you now have a catalog. Right on the that you yeah. can go back and say, "Hey, I did this X, Y, and the other. Mm -hmm. I need to be doing this." Mm -hmm. And yeah. then that's when yeah. that comes in for your agent, your manager, to really start shopping you. Yeah. That's right. 
And that's where you're at right now. That's where I'm at right know? now. And that brings me to the next question. How is it dating as a comedian? Because I know you do a lot of clubs wow. and stuff like that. I mean, do you have a girl now? Yeah, what, I do. What's your status? You got a chick? Yes, I do. Um, okay. She's called a mic stand in the microphone. <laughs> all right. All right. And all I, right. And I stand on her every night <laughs> and I tell jokes. And I'm wow. in love with her. She loves me, too. No, she don't. Yes, she does. Ah! All her might and all her love, unconditionally. Mm -hmm. She never lied to me. She never done me wrong. She's always there for me. Right. Wow. Right. So when you are trying to get a, a, a chick, per se, mm -hmm. how do you explain to them, though, that you're in these clubs all night long? And I'm sure women and groupies and stuff throw themselves at you. Mm -hmm. You got a good groupie story for us that you could tell us? Uh, I do, <laughs> <laughs> but no comment. <laughs> no comment. Come on, now you know. You know. No comment. I got to piggyback on this because, like I said, I love comedy. I don't know if I said it before, but I love comedy and I love supporting our comedians, especially. And I love going to Chocolate Sundays. Oh mm. my goodness, Chocolate so Sundays! I love me some Chocolate Sundays. Right. Shout out to Pookie and over there, Ron G. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Over at Chocolate Sundays, okay, they have sets. You got a 7.30 set and a 9.30 set. Because you do mm -hmm. Chocolate Sundays too, right? You're done, doing I have, it. I have done Chocolate Sundays before, and I will be there uh, March 29th, yes. Sunday, doing the first impressions. Oh, uh, cool. Set, which is only three minutes, but okay. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Right, why not? You know, yeah. just get out there and say, hey, I'm here. You right. Know, sometimes, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So support Aaron at Chocolate Sundays on the 29th of March. And also, okay, I'm one of those sisters I go to the 930 set. Mm -hmm. And what I notice is that the comedians, they all come out and they'll see who coming in. And it's like, it's like we viewed as a meat market. Oh, <laughs> the people or yeah, the girls? It seems like the comedians, they be there. They be like, mm. A meat market. That's like, Women mm. are always viewed as a meat mm. market. Okay, I don't know. Okay, see, this is the thing about Chocolate Sundays he didn't mention. Chocolate Sundays have an after party. They go to the club oh, after a show. Oh, okay. okay. See, see, see. Now let's 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 get down the to chocolate the chocolate hookup. To the skinny Benny event. <laughs> Not only are these comedians trying to be funny, they're trying to be wet. So I'm like, well, okay, chocolate Sunday. <laughs> and the thing, the thing about being in LA is like it's like with anything. We're a company town. Yeah. So when you're mm -hmm. at the Chocolate Sundays, you never know who's jumping on the mic. Oh, okay. You know, so you like never a, a list of comedians. It's just everybody. You never know who's jumping well, on the mic. You have, they, have, <clears throat> they have a list of comedians. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, you need some water? I do. Do you have a list of comedians? You need to get wet right now. You need to get wet. You need to get wet right now. They have a list of comedians that are going on the show, and every now and then you have some uh, some guest pop-ins. So you don't oh, know who's going to okay. show up. Okay. That, that's I mean, good. Kevin Hart can uh, right. pop in. One night, the Wands brothers popped in on the mic. I was oh, there one wow. night when Chris Rock popped in on the so mic. So it's a cool So I mean, it go. was Tony Rock. Excuse me. Not Chris. It was Tony. Uh, you never know. And I mean the drinks, okay, with anything, you got a two drink minimum. Oh yeah, that's it. You know, that's 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 places. a given. You gotta but have two I'm telling you, here. chocolate Sundays. I have so much love for venues like this. Because it's a way for you to show your face to our set of people. Right, right. And that's and you know, I wanna piggyback on his um 
audience question. Oh no! I got a piggyback oh, on no. it. Oh no! Okay, hurry! I got a piggyback hurry on it. Up. Who's? I mean, do you really think that we're a good crowd as African Americans or an ethnic crowd? Or there's no color to laugh. Let me tell you what something. You talking about? I think Marshall? you all are a great crowd. Mm-hmm. But the black African. Negro, African American crowd—they judge the hardest. Okay, okay. They do. Okay. They judge the hardest. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing wrong with that because mm-hmm. it makes you work harder. Harder. Okay. Yeah, definitely. To become better. Okay. And I got into a point where now it's like, whatever. I'm gonna do what I need to do to move forward. I know I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 <laughs> Well, you know what, you guys? We are getting to grill time. So I got one more question for you. What was your career before comedy? Um, Working different odd jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you work at Burger King? No, I worked at McDonald's when I was in high school. <laughs> I did. Because it seems like we got to do like the fast food restaurants. Yeah, like I, I worked at Hardee's. I, I worked, worked at, at McDonald's. I did McDonald's. Yeah. So what we got to do like the Fridays fast too. food Oh, you worked at Fridays? You, you did Fridays? I worked at Fr- Magic oh, cool. Johnson Fridays. So oh, you worked at Magic Fridays. Johnson yeah. Fridays. So he was giving, it was okay. going down at Magic Johnson's Fridays. <laughs> I mean, Magic Johnson. We used John, to be huh? up there, That's didn't we? Ma- I was working there when Magic Johnson used to actually come in. Oh, okay. That was back in. That's, right. that's, that's when in. it was the spot. Right. Yeah. When they had a yeah, line yeah, out front yeah. security inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when it was pop, pop, pop. Yes. But it ain't uh, like that no nah, more. Nah, nah. He sold nah. it and he's working in baseball now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So y'all ready to go to the grill with yes, our hot sizzle, topic fizzle, today? Fizzle, 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 fizzle. Let's All right, do let's it. burn it up. Let's burn it up. Mm, ah, look at see, you. Got you got your spatula. spatula. Oh, I love indeed. me some Dion Cole. We, we're not related, but uh, I love me some Dion Cole. Well, we got Dion Cole on the grill today. He wore a Gucci velvet blue bell-bottom suit to accept his award that he won at the double... The NAACP Awards. Yes. And he has been getting a lot of flack about it, especially from us. And so I want to know what is your opinion about it? Um, it's kind of hard for me to quote because I didn't see it. Uh, right, he right. He wore a velvet suit. What was the discrepancy about him wearing this particular suit? Well, because he had bell bottoms. <laughs> you know the 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 big pants at the bottom mm-hmm. that, and a lot of people were saying that he looked gay. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people looked like us. That said he was gay. And last week, he actually got on the reel. And he discussed with the girls on the reel Mm -hmm. what his feelings was. And the main thing that really hurt him was the fact that a lot of those comments were not only coming from, from us, but his argument is he's not even gay. And he's still being threatened and badgered by gay slurs. Wow. See, so bell bottom, you just seen the picture. I'm, so I'm the picture. I mean, <clears throat> in the in the, what was that in the what the sixties, the seventies? Yeah, bell bottoms was really popular. Yeah, Men wore them then, mm-hmm. so it was a fashion statement then. And then he mm-hmm. just brought it back to wear it on the awards and for people to come out to slander him to say those type of things. That's not right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He just brought out some old fashion from the sixties and the seventies. Right. I, if, if my timeline is off, excuse me. My bad. 
But that that's around that's the time true. they that's was rocking the, the bell bottoms. Right. I mean, I just bell bottoms shouldn't should not basically depict whether or not you're gay or straight. Right. And right. another thing in a black community, people are quick to say that an African-American man, black man, Negro man is gay when he does certain things pertaining to either he's playing a gay, a gay character or wearing particular types of clothes. If bell bottoms is the reason why you're calling this man is, uh, is the reason why you're calling this man gay, then you need to st take a step back and take a look at yourself. Mm, you know, right. you judging this man based off what he's wearing. That's wrong. Now I can see if he would have came out in a mini skirt and some high heel pumps yes. and yeah. switching. Yeah. That's different. But that still doesn't determine somebody doesn't. being gay. Exactly. Like, who, who does that? It's an individual situation for each person, you know? And it just seems like in the black community, just like he even said, he was like, whoever did that self-hate on our culture did mm. a great job because we are mm. the first people to criticize each other and this has to stop yeah it, it does. does this it is does. not cool and that's why this is on the grill it's more than just a pair of blue bell bottoms it's the fact that who gives you the right to put a title in in on somebody else you know uh, you know black, i mean black people are probably the most criticized people in media right anyway and then we're going to pick that up and then criticize each other with it. Mm. And we come up with the best jokes. I ain't trying to, <laughs> I ain't trying to, you know, we come up with some good jokes. So when you get hit by a black comedian with some jokes, you're going to go home and cry about it because there is part of that joke that hits you right there in the gut mm. because they're sharing a real experience that we have. You know, but my thing is that, geez, y'all should at least gave him a pass. He's in Gucci and we like wearing Gucci <laughs> even if we can't pay our I, rent. I, I so what's we the problem with the Gucci? Gucci. What's, what's going on? One minute we went out. I thought we were both right. Gucci. Right. But I mean, now it's like. But now Gucci is gay. I guess the G's for gay. Like, stop it, you guys. I mean, stop I mean, it. It's like, to me, I just saw a brother with some hot pants on and a velvet suit. And he rocked it. And pants. he rocked it. I mean, I went to the Image Awards myself. But I was more into why we're there. We're right. celebrating, celebrating our that. best images. Yes. Right. The best that we the have The best that offer. we are. I yes. think that we're a little bit too critical. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. About things that are petty. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. bell they don't bottom. Matter. It's just bell bottom pants. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and and y'all really trying to touch on something that doesn't need to be touched on. Right. On. Yeah. This right man on. is a, a hilarious comedian. Mm -hmm. He's he's an articulate person. Mm -hmm. He's extremely funny out of yes. Chicago. Yes. 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 I Shite love down. I love Shite his down. body of work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love watching him on stage. And more mm -hmm. power to that person. Exactly. You know, stop exactly. being a hater, man. Put uplift people. Yeah. Show them some love. I guess we putting hating on the grill. And if any, well, I mean, if we put hating on the grill, do you know how long we'll be grilling? Yeah. We, we, <laughs> okay. No, if we wouldn't be time. grilling, we'll be barbecuing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we will be barbecuing. We'll be barbecuing for twelve we'll be hours. Smoking meat for twelve hours. For twelve hours. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you guys, back to. Just this whole thing about just judging people by what they wear mm -hmm. yes. or because you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. I just think we are in such a terrible place right now 
in the world mm -hmm. where people just feel they have the liberty to just come and say whatever it is that they want to say, regardless of whether they're hurting your feelings or not, mm -hmm. you know, and we really need to embrace each other yeah. more. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like as children, we were raised. If you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything at all. Be quiet. Where did that go? Yeah. Where did that yeah. go? Where did that go? I mean, yeah. we we need to be more respectful to one another. You know, the more loving to one another. But in, instead of us always talking about it, we got to begin to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I and mean, that's why I wanted to throw it on the grill because this is a do thing. This ain't no think about it thing. But I do want to ask you, mm. would you rock that Gucci bell bottom stuff? I probably would. Because I'm closing my eyes right just, now. I'm visualizing you in the... Let, let me see. Let me see. If, Ooh, you, go, if you can rock it as a Halloween costume, why can't you, <laughs> why can't you rock it to the NAACP Image Awards? <laughs> and I wish I was at the awards. So I'm like, where am I ticket at? Yeah. I want to be in the front row. I just yeah. want to go, bell bottoms or not. Right. I want to win in my Levi's. I went I like win. three or four years ago. It was cool. And I wanted to go back. You know, yeah. it's like, come on now. He just, was, he just rocking bell bottoms. Yeah. Yeah, and it's black excellence, and we just got done with Black History Month, and for this to go down during Black History Month, to me, is just another clear indication that we got a lot of work to do right. to but love you know and what, embrace You know what else, other. too? We got to go back and look at how we put stuff out on social media. Yes, yes. You know, we got to go Ooh. back and maybe... Start controlling. That's a whole, that's a whole different grill right controlling. there. Controlling. Shut it down. Yeah. Because yeah. you right. notice certain things don't go on the internet all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They'll, you know. We could still. Because, you know, call Facebook does up. have censors. You know, now they're censoring do, stuff. Do they really? Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're censoring stuff now. So now I think our issue is we need to control our social media. Mm. Yeah. Maybe some people, we just need to go in and delete their accounts because they're quick to delete an account if you're, if you're out there, you know, committing harm with some folks. Mm. Yeah. You know what? The tongue is a deadly weapon. Yes, it is. And so are, have you heard, Gucci blue, velvet blue bell bottoms. Mm. So we're going to get off that grill on yes, that one yes, because, okay. like simmer. I said... You know what? I flatten it out. Yeah. It's like yeah. a patty now. <laughs> Look, is it patty? Is it patty? We got some bread patty. for it. Mm. Marsha has mm. smashed mm. the whole mm. thing out. But I smashed it with love. Yes. You see the heart? She smashed it with love. <laughs> so, you know what, Erin? We wanted to ask you what your thoughts are about the current state of comedy with social media being a way that you can get your message out there quicker. Because Ooh. I was doing some research about mm. comedy in the last five years and comedy clubs and have been just popping up everywhere and they're doing really, really well. Right. And I wanted your opinion on that. Do you think it's social media? Do you think that we're just hurting so bad we want to laugh? What is your opinion on that? Comedy is back in full effect. Um, social media is a major part of that. Yeah. Because uh, with clubs, their whole per, uh, perspective is, is that they want asses in the seats. Mm -hmm. Right. Asses in the seats. Exactly. So seats you, you can, you can get somebody who's uh has a major social media presence and might not be an actual comedic presence, but mm -hmm. because of their following 
and they can put asses in the seats, they'll book that comedian opposed to a person who's been doing oh. it for 15 years. That may not be so social. They may not be not may not be as seasoned on stage. May not be as as seasoned on stage as a comedian who doesn't really have a serious social media uh, presence. Right. Right. So, in all res- due respects, it's still a business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the end of the yeah. day. At the end of the day, it's, it's day, still a yeah. it's still a business. It's still a business. Yep. Yep. It is. So, man. It just seemed like time had just flew so much between <laughs> us here. And we, I mean, I got so many more questions I want to ask you. Right. So we got to have you back. I love to come have back. You back. No, let's have you back after Chocolate Sunday. Yeah, after you do Chocolate Sundays yeah. or something. And then maybe we can go from there. Hopefully so, by that time I have a movie deal. Or yeah, you're going to have a movie deal. Yes. <laughs> I'm speaking yes. into, into existence. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right now. Right now. But next week, you guys, we are going to have on the show West Coast hip hop historian. She goes by the name of Delphine Silky D. Williams. And she's going to be here. She's going to let us know what the history of hip hop has been on the West Coast. She's been a part of Uncle Jam's Army. I mean, I'm so excited about having her next week. She is going to lay the foundation for us about hip-hop and and how far we've come. I mean, that's perfect because March, as you know, is Women's History Month. So we get to hear some sisters contributing to making some stuff happen. So I love it. Let's kick off Women's History Month with a bang. With a bang. With a bang. With a bang. 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 Gotta love the women. And before we leave, I want to leave you guys with a quote that we opened up with. Life is tragedy. It's a tragedy to those who feel and a comedy to those who think. So let's start thinking when we deal with other people and not be so harsh towards them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's something that we really need to put in our pipe and smoke it, okay? Rappers in My Backyard is the podcast that stays lit. (laughs) We rap about relationships, music, and entertainment. You heard? Yeah, heard. You heard? You heard. Yes, so you're going to tune in. Y'all going to tune in. You're going to tune yes. in, right? You're going to yes. check it out, right? So just keep this in mind as you go about your day. Make sure that you talk, express, relate, connect. Because that's what keeps our life in check. I'm Lisa O. And I'm hosting this thing. And I got my girl, Marcia C. And I got our special guest, Ooh. Erin Colbert in the building, in the backyard. Thank you so much, Erin, for lending your time and your beautiful smile. And more than anything, letting us know what our relationship is with funny. funny. So you guys make sure you stay locked to the podcast. It stays lit. We are out of here. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and we love you guys. And thanks so much for another great time. All right. We love you. See you later.